Whoa. Like a man said, I'm not doing no <laughs> podcast with you as long as you come on here sounding stupid like that. So. Yo, up. man, what's happening, world? Welcome to the Unqualified Sports Podcast. We two people that never played sports about to tell you about sports. And all you're going to do is have to listen. That's so all you got to do is listen to us. You can call in, tell us how you feel, and give us some opinions, give us some topics to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got two varying opinions on most things. Like, for instance, one, I'm a LeBron hater. I'm going to tell you that now. And um, I'm a LeBron James fan. He's a The bro. king. The king. Yeah, you see that, huh? Everybody that's doing that going to slowly get pregnant over the next <laughs> few years, man. So. Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just telling y'all now, man. But we appreciate you all listening in to the first edition of the Unqualified Sports Podcast. Got some topics we're going to dive into today. Uh, before we do that, uh, I'm Errol, by the way. Uh, he just kind of skipped over the fact that who he is and who I am. So, oh, I am world. Errol, by the way. The world about to know me, man. Like Webby <laughs> say, it's up. So, we about to... My name Will, man. Most most of y'all know the voice, man. That caramel scented voice that y'all hear coming through y'all speakers, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness, bro. I really define this dude already. Like, for real. Look. So, we got some topics we want to dive into, man. We just appreciate y'all listening in, man. Um, what's we got first today, Ebra? Uh, we're going to kind of touch on this Final Four, man. Uh, you know, we kind of got a little Cinderella story going with this uh, Loyola Chicago team, man. And, uh, you know, I guess we're going to see, you know, who we think going who gonna to make it to the championship and who going to win it all. I mean, what's your opinion? I definitely appreciate the Cinderella story, you know, um, that's a good thing about Mars Madness. Uh, it, it's very unpredictable, you know. I know everybody bracket busted, you know what I'm saying? So it's real cool to see a team like, you know, a small school like Loyola Chicago get up there because, you know, being alumnus of Nichols, we'd love to see Nichols go up there. They'd be saying the same thing, like, how the hell this team made it all the way to the Final Four? Everywhere. So uh, it's good to see that type of parity in it. Um, you know, I think in the – in the, in the final four, we have uh, Michigan against Loyola Chicago, and then we have Kansas against Villanova. Uh, Villanova definitely is a strong team. Kansas had a tough win against Duke. Uh, you know, they really pulled it out. You know, most people want to say Duke blew it, but Kansas won that game. Uh, so I say in the championship game, I'm going to go with Villanova against Loyola Chicago. The Shy was my favorite TV show, so I'm going to keep it all the way around it. <laughs> So I'm gonna go with Loyola Chicago to win the national championship, man. Just off the shot, man. Chirac. Well, I, oh man, it, I ain't gonna lie. I gotta have them beating Michigan, just because. Uh, this kind of a weird opinion, but the Michigan dudes trying to change this whole thing up with the shorts, wearing little shorts and all that. I, I'm just not with that culture move, so. I'm going to Loyola Chicago because I can't, I can't have somebody with a little short. Chirac. Chirac, <laughs> man. But I got Villanova Free beating uh, Kansas. But a lot, of, a lot of experts saying Kansas could pull it out, saying they, they just they built for this type of moment. But Villanova, the experience that they got, man, and after the way they won the national championship, I believe, two years ago, it's hard to just go against Jay Wright. He really doing a hell of a coaching job. And I think he gonna pull it off against Loyola Chicago in the uh, international championship. Man, tripping Loyola Chicago gonna win that, and then I'm gonna find that old white lady and kiss her in the mouth. Say thank you so much for supporting my team in my city, Chirac, man. Speaking Loyola on Chicago, that though, man. speaking on that, this is something that, that I thought was interesting. Just and I just thought about it. Jalen Rose's 100 year old grandmother came on there and basically challenged this this nun, <laughs> basically saying that Michigan was gonna win. So I kind of want to go Michigan, 
because I am a big Jalen Rose fan, but I ain't going again. I just I can't go against the Lord on this one. I I, I ain't doing it. Man, forget Jalen Rose. You can't <laughs> trust nobody who headline that thick. The last person we trusted with a thick headline was Steve Harvey. Look how he messed it up for black people all across the world. And brothers especially, bro. You know what I'm saying? He got everybody waiting 90 days. So I don't trust nobody with a thick headline. I don't trust Trump. I don't trust Steve Harvey. And I damn sure don't trust Jalen Rose. No disrespect to his grandmother. No in Chicago going to pull that out, man. I ain't worried about all that. I think they're going to win that game, but I don't know if they're going to beat the – I don't – well, I don't know if they could beat the winner of, of this game, period. I don't know if they can beat either Kansas or Villanova. Man, let me tell you something, dog. I don't know. Let me tell you something. Chirac, man. <laughs> Chirac, Loyola, Chicago. We got a Loyola here. It's like from New Orleans to Chicago, son. It's in a straight line, son. So we oh part of that, bro. God, they doing it for the boots, son. Loyola, Chicago, man. Duh. Loyola, Chicago. We going to see. It's going to play out. The game's Saturday, so we make sure we going to make sure we tune in and see what it is. I'm assuming that the national championship game Monday, so by next week we'll definitely know who was the – the 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 victor of all this. I know already. I dreamt it, bro. Loyola Chicago gonna win the championship with a four point play. Well, next we are gonna get into this NFL. We'll be right back. All right, we back, man. We back from break. Now we are gonna dip into this NFL. We are gonna start with this draft, man. What you? How you feeling about the draft? What you think? Uh, what you think the Browns gonna do, bro? Man, um, <clears throat> going off of my astute uh, Madden expertise when I did that <laughs> franchise, I traded in the draft and got a lot of picks like they did. Um, you know, I went with a with a receiver first, but obviously that wasn't a good. That's just the way the draft class fell on man. But I did get a quarterback. I see them getting Odell Beckham. What? <laughs> <laughs> that would be serious, man. From? I see them getting a back of it. I see them getting a quarterback, man. I think they're going to get a. It's real. It's a toss up between um, Donald and uh, Mayfield, man. It, it really is a toss up. I know that. Are they um, saying Mayfield might go like fifth? The media wants Mayfield to go to New York. I know that's a big thing. I was, you know, they they really want him to go there because they they said New York is a is a, is a town of stars and they need one. Um, they already got Odell. Um, you know, seeing him going to the Giants, uh, possibly the Jets, would be interesting. But, I mean, just for good football, I mean, it doesn't make sense for him to go to a team like, you know, New York. Or they're not going to protect him. First, first, they got Eli, and they've already voiced their opinion that Eli is, their, is the future for the so next year. So you don't years. think that he, uh, he, he would do a better job if he just sat back? You think he needs to start now? About like a Baker Mayfield? That's what I'm talking about. Well, Baker Mayfield, it, it, really, it just – Honestly, going to Cleveland would be a better situation for a quarterback because they have a better offensive line. Um, going to New York um, Giants, you wouldn't have a line. I mean, they've been kicking Eli's ass for the last well, two years. but so. they just picked up Soldier, Soldier or whatever, Soldier. Yeah, Nick Soldier. They picked Soldier, him up, yeah. and um, he, you know, that's a piece. But you got four other people on the line, so, I mean, you got you got to really protect them. And I think that – And who, who does the Browns have? The Browns don't have nobody. I mean, they it, just lost Joe Thomas. He just retired. They got younger pieces that that could possibly make a better line, and they got a running. They got a running back. You know, they got a couple of running backs. They got Duke Johnson Jr. and they got Isaiah Crowell. So no, they, they got rid of Crowell. They, oh, got, they did got uh, They just picked up. Uh, what's your boy name, man? I think from the 49ers, I think. I think they picked him up. Uh, uh, Carlos Hyde. 
Carlos Hyde. Well, yeah, they just well, picked you, up Carlos Hyde. You still have more pieces, and I mean, with the Browns having those picks, they do have opportunity to get more things. Like a, the Giants pretty much got one shot at getting somebody. So you get a quarterback, you got to wait and sit on it and hope you can get some people in later well, rounds. to me, the reason I don't think they should pick a quarterback is because they didn't pick quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and it don't work. Well, I think you go for the what they was arguably the best player in the draft, like they saying, and you need to go ahead and get Saquon. And, and keep and keep it pushing. You go get Saquon, bro. He the truth. I mean, it could be the truth, but I mean, Bo Jackson was the truth. Bo Jackson was the truth. So he had a hip injury. You know, uh, you got you know running backs have short careers, and I think the Browns. I mean, hell, this is first one. The Browns. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns. But the Browns. The Browns have a thing where the Browns have sucked for so long. I mean, I know that past history, the only player you can associate with the Browns is Jim Brown. But I mean, you you gotta you gotta get you gotta start building a team, and I think they have a regime now where they're smarter with the types of decisions they've made and the uh, assets they've acquired and getting those draft picks. You gotta utilize those draft picks. I mean, running backs. Alvin Kamara proved that you don't need to get a running back overall. I mean, okay. Ezekiel Elliott was 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 a good pick, but at the same time, Cowboys had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So that, that that contributes to that. On top of the fact, Des Bryant wasn't was wasn't whatever the hell he is now. Okay. So you still had you still had pieces around him that allowed Ezekiel to you know not saying Ezekiel just isn't good and he's just benefiting totally from the Cowboys system. He's a great running back, but you had other things that you had to focus on that allowed him to get into a rhythm. But if Barkley goes to Cleveland, you crowd the box. They can't do nothing else because he can catch it though. He can go line up on the outside and lay on He can lay on Bell your ass he the can, whole time. He can lay on Bell all he want, but he the only thing on the offense. Okay, well tell me this. Let's 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 switch it a little bit though. Uh, news just broke. The Giants willing to trade Odell, like you just said. You said that preposterous shit, but let's just say the Browns say they got two first rounders that they could up this year because mm-hmm. I think they got what four or five first round picks, so they could up. They can up to it in first round picks and go get Odell. You think that's a smart move or not a good move? It'll be well. The thing, it wouldn't be a smart move for Cleveland only on the strength of that you're not getting Odell for a full term. He's going to be a free agent, so you're getting mm, Odell, and I tough, mean, yeah. you get him for a year. You rent him for a year in a rebuilding year. That's stupid. So if he ain't gonna stay there either. True. So I mean, you, you, <laughs> so you're basically renting Odell for a year and they're rebuilding you. All you're gonna do is piss him off at that point. He's not gonna get in the playoffs. He's not gonna get a. He's not gonna be in a large market. Granted, he'll be a. He'll be like Dwight Howard was in, in Orlando, where you like a shark in a in a fish tank. You know. But so, then you gotta think about this too. Now you said that they across the box that they pick up Saquon. I'm sorry to go backwards, but you just picked up Jarvis Landry. You got Josh Gordon on the other side, so you got some. You got a receiving core that's decent. And you got to get a quarterback to throw them the ball. But you kind of, you know, like who who ain't nobody that impressive unless you going out there and you getting. Well, to me, the only quarterback that's impressive in the draft that that seems impressive to me is. Uh, Sam Darnold? No. Josh no. Allen? No, the one you were just talking about, May- Mayfield. Oh, Baker Mayfield, okay. Yeah, Mayfield yeah, I the mean, best quarterback to me. Yeah, and you, you got to get him within the first few picks. I'll go out there and get Lamar Jackson and let him shock the world and see how that works. You already got a quarterback like that on your team. Well, they got rid of him. Kaiser, they got rid of him. You already had that in your system, though. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not – that's what I'm saying. You, are, you already had to experience me, a, with that type of quarterback. So 
it's it's the coach. Anyway, so. yeah, that's the problem. They need to get rid of the coach. But since they're not getting rid of the coach, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about getting all these get some stuff that you can build around because Hugh Brown is not going to be there much longer. Hugh Jackson. Hugh, I'm sorry, Hugh Jackson not going to be there much longer. <laughs> Hugh right. Brown. Everybody last name Brown. You yeah. play for that damn team. Yeah, uh, Hugh Jackson not going to be there that much longer. So I mean, you don't you don't need to worry about you know. Anything of you know, just get just get what you can build around because they're gonna get rid of him at the end of this year. You're gonna Probably get a new so. quarterback. You might get rid of him during the year, and you're gonna get a new uh, coach and all. So just get pieces you can build around because you don't know what type of up and coming person is gonna come in there and and make you know. Look at the Rams. You know the Rams switched coaches and you know made a couple changes on the, on their roster, and they've gone from. Uh, a team that had talent that underachieved to damn near being a Super Bowl contender. So you got to really, you know, get the pieces you need. Like, you you know, you want to make sure you're drafting smart and drafting stuff that works together, not just drafting stars. So, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield isn't a star, but I think this is one of them drafts where you really got to pick people based on what you need. Well, tell me, this, <clears throat> tell me this to kind of switch gears a little bit, speaking of the Rams, and kind of going into a little bit into free agency. Uh they just signed a Dominican Sue. They picked up. He should have uh, signed to the Saints, man. He should have been a Cowboy, but either way, yeah. uh, they signed a Dominican Sue. They got uh, a key to leave. Um, they made some moves. They got rid of Sammy Watkins. Um, I think they made some pretty good moves, but I really think the Eagles probably stood out the most with the free agency market because. They even know Michael Bennett, you know, free Michael Bennett. Uh, I know he gotta go. He gotta he gotta go sit behind bars or whatever that situation is where he supposedly pushed this sixty something year old uh, <laughs> the sixty something year old paraplegic woman. I just don't see it. But hey, it, it could have happened. Hey, you, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate to think that that's what that that man did. But let's just say he good for the season. You got Michael Bennett. You got Lodi Nada, and you got uh, Fletcher Cox. On this line, I think they probably gonna have the best defensive line, and they won a Super Bowl last year for the first time ever. So they, you know, I, I personally think the Eagles probably got the best defensive line, and probably trying, they probably did the most in the offseason to repeat to win another Super Bowl. They didn't do enough to get in the secondary improved. The secondary is a weak spot. So um, not saying that they won't win because of the secondary, but you know. Their ability to take the run game out of it is going to make it put more pressure on that secondary because the ball is going to get thrown more. You don't want to get beat with these receivers because these receivers are, you know, the receivers in the division may not be, you know, all that hot other than Odell. But there's a lot. I don't know their schedule, you know, offhand. But, you know, you got a lot of receivers that are tall that can get What about this? (laughs) <laughs> you got a lot of receivers that are tall and that can get down the field and you can do a lot of different things. So you want to make sure that, you know, they do have, they do have, you know, a, a really strong rotation. I would say something I would be concerned about is just making sure everybody's healthy. Um, Cause you know, an injury wouldn't destroy them. Like I think with the Rams, they have a better defense top to bottom than the Rams because Donald or Sue get injured. Is back to pretty much having what you had last year with just better corners. Or if Tlaib gets hurt or suspended, you know, anything like that. Like, you, you really, outside of them four, you probably can't name four or five more people on that defense. So they don't have as solid of a defense top to bottom as the, as the Eagles have. So um, I would say the Eagles, you know, like you said, have done the most to, you know, 
for a team that already won, they definitely made sure they got some more ingredients to put in that pot. But I would say that being a homer, the Saints going to the Super Bowl next year. Um, at least Man, going to the NFC Championship. The Saints got it. Well, they might get there. They might get there. Uh, you know, the headline going to always be that the Cowboys think they're going. I'm a Cowboys fan, clearly. But I, they they, they going to say something about them going to the Super Bowl. I personally don't believe it. Hey, man, you but, hated, uh, though. But other than the Rams and the Eagles, I mean, did – who would you say you said the you said the Eagles won the free agent uh, market? So who would you say lost in the free agent race this year? Honestly, the Cowboys. Like, like say it again. The Cowboys lost in the free the agent. Cowboys market. of Dallas, right? The Dallas Cowboys okay. lost. America's team lost nah, in the free agent market. Ooh. Since you won't go that far, Amer- it don't matter. That's not a, that's not up for debate at this moment. We can debate <laughs> that at another time. Nah, uh, America's team lost. In the free agency market, because one, we didn't go after anybody that would have changed our defense like substantially. Like if we if we could have got a sue on our team, or maybe one of these top cornerbacks, or maybe if we can maybe if we can pull off this. I mean, I know free agency is only you know it's still young in free agency at this moment. Maybe if we can pull off an Earl Thomas thing. From my understanding, the the uh, the Seahawks not really trying to give him up for. For what I believe he worth, but you know, you know, they want like a first and a second round or something for Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas too, he been too banged up for that. I wouldn't personally do it, but we haven't made enough moves um, to me to to actually advance, especially with the Eagles making these type of moves. And even even you know, some people gonna say, well, Alex Smith isn't better than Kirk Cousins. I don't believe so, but I think they trying to go in a in a different direction. And I think even. The Redskins are more formidable now with Alex Smith because one thing you don't have to worry about with Alex Smith is turnover. So, at least with Kirk Cousins, he's going to throw 10, 11 picks. He accurately a good quarterback, but he's going to throw 10, 11 picks, maybe 15 plus. You never know. You He's a turnover waiting to happen. But Alex Smith, he's not going to turn the ball over. We're not trying to get any better. Uh, and the Giants, I mean, no telling what they're going to do. They just help their offensive line. Their defense are already stout. I mean, if they go and get Saquon Barkley, then we up shit creek without a paddle. And we're we going to be the last probably in the division. And that's that sucks. As America's team, we're supposed to be front runners of the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, you know, that just sucks. But. You know, congratulations to Kirk Cousins, first fully guaranteed contract. I ain't mad at him. $84 million. I ain't mad at you. You know, maybe he can pull off a better miracle against the Saints next year if they make it that far. You know what I'm saying? This man keeps spewing all his hatred. The Cowboys have not been America's team since the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was still making new episodes, bro. Matter of fact. That just said it's not up for debate. It's, 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 you're right. It's not a debate because it ain't real. It so is real. As far as it's all right, all that So, as far as the, as the Cowboys did lose the, the the free agent race this year because they didn't do anything, they're stuck with basically the same team. You didn't get your quarterback any new tools. Well, we got Allen Hearns. You got Allen Hearns, but you didn't get your quarterback. You know, really, your court, your offense is it was 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 okay. Your defense was a problem, and I think you have so. faith in what you drafted last year and hoping they turn out to be something. But uh, you know, we you, got one linebacker from the from the, the the Packers, but and he was on our practice squad, and he went from being a practice squad player to a seventy tackle player. But 
hopefully he, you know, it remaining healthy. If Sean Lee, Sean Lee not gonna stay healthy. He gonna at least get a concussion or something. Well, if hope is dope, all y'all will be high. So we're not worried about <laughs> yeah. that right now. I'm gonna just say that the Saints, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I would throw the Saints in there. The Saints uh, did did okay. We did okay for free agency. I mean, we're not we didn't make any splash signings other than Breeze, but Breeze was a highly sought after uh, asset on the market this year. So luckily, the hometown loyalty paid off. You know, his impact on the city and everything that he's meant to New Orleans. I mean, it would have sucked to have him leave. But, you know, he just become part of the city now. I mean, he's really going to be our – he's not our first Hall of Famer as a Saint, but he's our first um, – he's definitely going to be our first franchise greatest, quarterback. He's the to greatest get Saint the, player of all time. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. He's the greatest Saint player of all time. He's definitely our first franchise quarterback Hall of Famer. You know, every every team wants to have one of those and have a person to say, you, you know, free, you know. Yeah, I got a few, son. But none of us was living when that happened. Yeah, other than Troy Aikman, uh, son. But and Emma Smith and Michael Irvin. I'm talking about quarterbacks. But, oh, okay. Uh, Troy Aikman. Troy, yeah, I remember, son. Uh, yeah, I, I was like four. But look, so. Um, but that's okay. That's so, okay. okay, all that, son. But you. you okay. That's, that's neither here nor that. It's, it's, it's like, it's like it being America's team. But either way, like you said, not even here nor Yeah, like maybe South that. America or something. But, but look. Speaking of the Saints, man, with the Breeze, man, we definitely. Had a passing happen last week with Tom Benson. Rest in uh, peace. You know, uh, rest in power. That's the new thing everybody say. Um, but you know, with Tom Benson, I just want to say that it was it was really really unique seeing the, um, the city come out like that. Uh, you know, and um, basically, I think not just a celebration of him, but basically this this the Saints as a whole, man. I mean, the Saints. You know. The Saints, I think, are the one team that means the most to its region that, you know, that to a level of no other, no other team, like maybe like a Green Bay or something like that. But, uh, you know, being that the Saints haven't been a team that's been like, you know, a team of winning for so long. Like we have for the history of our team, we've only been winning maybe for a winning team, maybe for like 10 years of our history altogether. So for us to still support the team like we do, uh, to still back the team like we do, back the players, and basically, you know, you see certain players like Kamara come down and basically become like a, a part of the city. And, you know, you see uh, Breeze come down, become a part of the city. Like it's really, you know, just to have a team where we have that type of connection. I, and I think really if you're not from there, you don't understand. Like I think it's hard for people that's not from New Orleans to understand um, how much that team means to us, you know, just like it's probably hard for us to understand how much LSU means to Baton Rouge. Like it's just, this is one of the regional things where the Saints, you know, anything happened with the Saints is going to touch us at home. Um, so with Tom Benson passing, it was, it was, you know, I won't say unexpected, but it was something you didn't expect to turn on the TV and hear. Like I actually was on the phone with my sister and she was like, Oh, Tom Benson died. She actually sounded sad about it. Like, you know, it was our uncle or something, but I can understand because just being so, you know, entwined with the pulse of, the, of New Orleans, man, and the pulse of everything. Like somebody like that passing is is a big deal. You know, that's that's that's. You know, he, he was. You know, he never played a down on the field for the Saints, but you know, he was definitely one of the characters of the Saints that helped to make the team the team what it was and how, what it is to us now. So, um, definitely would be you know um, somebody that I think. It's going to help us motivate the Saints to have a great season this year. Um, I know the conspiracy theorists are all out. That we, you know, yep. everything will happen because of this, that, and that, yep. man. But honestly, Super man, Bowl bound because of Tom Benson passing. That's all good, man. I that's, res- how- that's out of respect, though. That's, yeah. out of, that's all out of respect. Yeah. Same thing, uh, Steve Gleason, M- uh, MS, you know, 
that's that's a horrible disease and not making fun of it. But it seemed like right when something tragic when tragedy happens in New Orleans, and maybe it's just a, just what it is for New Orleans. Maybe it's just I mean, because I'm a Louisiana native, I ain't a New Orleans Saints fan. But when tragedy strike, it's some about New Orleans. They always seem to have this this aqua shake back. That's like other than Katrina, that's all the time. <laughs> well, it's, if you look at if you look at how how massive of a storm that was and how bad that impacted the city and where the city is came from there and i mean what that's been 11 12 years like that's something that's like that was very devastating dog like i can just remember the stories but y'all shook back from that i mean as yeah we, we shook back i just meant like you know like the following season well yeah so. well it ain't yeah that's 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 true but i mean i can just see tbs on on all the jerseys or helmets and then all of a sudden it's gonna be oh well they're gonna win a they're gonna win a Super Bowl because the time Benson had died. And you know, we kinda had this debate off uh off wax, but uh you know, you said something about <laughs> whatever Jerry Jones died. Whenever Jerry Jones died, hopefully we win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> hopefully we got the same luck as y'all. That's all I'm saying, though. I mean <laughs> I mean, the, the, certain teams need to win in order for the league to be what it is. It's kind of like basketball where the Lakers and the Celtics have to be relevant in order for the league yeah, to be at the Super peak. Bowl. So the Cowboys do need to have ability to compete, but the problem with the Cowboys, like most teams, is it's just like – It's Jerry Jones the problem with the Cowboys. <laughs> well, the game's changing, and, you know, you got to elevate and change with it, and, like, maybe that's the problem. That, you know, Jones hasn't stepped up to the changes of the game and different things, I mean, but, you know – I do like the fact that there's a lot of parity in the NFL. You never know who's going to win because nobody had the Eagles winning it outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's the truth. So, I mean, just having that type of parity in the league. You do want to see dynasties every now and then. It would be cool to see teams other than the Patriots always get there. You know, but looking at the divisions, you see how they always had the easiest route to get there. I mean, but think about it. Who really want to see somebody like? Well, honestly, I would like to see the Browns win a Super Bowl, but I don't want to see like the Bengals win a Super Bowl. I don't want to see like I ain't said that much parody. <laughs> I ain't saying like I don't want to see certain te- certain teams. I really don't care to see. Now, the only reason I would say Jacksonville because Leonard Fournette, LSU uh, alum, well, not alum yet. Hopefully, he come back and graduate. Uh, but LSU product, you got he from New Orleans. He a, he a Louisiana native. I like to see him win a Super Bowl. But some teams, I'm like. I don't really care to see. Like, I really didn't care to see the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I guess because I'm a Cowboys fan, I really didn't care to see it, though. It's like, I just okay, about, you know what I'm saying? Oh, good for them. You know, like, hey. I was, ooh, I was hoping he would have came to the Saints, man, but we didn't have a shot at him. But it would have been really cool to see Kamara and then Fortnite on the same squad. But, um, you know, I mean, you're right. You don't want that much parity. But it's good to see some type of parity where even if a good team goes to the Super Bowl, you don't they know lose. if they're going to win. Right, right. You know, you know, it's not like, you know, where, uh, you know, in some sports where a star can be so dominant, like you really need a full team LeBron to win. LeBron James. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some NBA uh, coming up next. See y'all stay tight. Welcome back to the Unqualified Sports Podcast. This is Will, you know, the heavyweight Drake of the world. And this is Errol. Matter of fact, you know, just a little plug. Make sure y'all go check out my other podcast, Easy Does It. You know what I'm saying? I'll be talking about all the stuff that you need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Come listen to the bar. You heard me? I don't have no other podcast, but I'm selling turkey necks outside the Thibodeau General Hospital. So, highlight me if you need to get your, you know, get your little, 
little burn plate in your life, man. But look, up next we got the NBA, man. We're gonna talk about some uh, basketball. Uh, we do have the topic of the MVP race now. I, my colleague does feel as if the, the, it is a race. It should be a race. <laughs> it's not nothing about no James Harden just got it solid. You go ahead. I, I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say what I gotta say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your colleague. Go ahead. So you finish. Go ahead. All right. The, <laughs> I don't know why he's so hard, so hard up behind the MVP race, man. But basically, um, it is perceived that uh, James Harden is going to win the award this year. There's no, there's only about two weeks of the league left, so won't be any drastic changes. It's, it's probably out of one of one of a few people, but uh, James Harden is perceived to be the front runner for the MVP award. Um, he's having a, he is having a great season, an amazing season. Um, he, he, you know, uh, I know that yeah, thirty-one, eight and five is his numbers right now. He's having an amazing season. You know, uh, he is also not not just strictly off of his stat line, but just based off the fact that that team, you know, I, I really think that people thought Chris Paul going there was going to be an improvement to the team. But I don't think people thought that they would come out and play like they played this year. Like, they have won a lot of games when they have those those pieces playing with Capella, CP3, and um, James Harden. They've won a lot of games, um, and they've been very efficient on offense. So, I mean, I know it's a D'Antoni system. You know, D'Antoni has, has been, as they say on ESPN, they call him Antony because he doesn't believe in, in, in defense any kind of way. Uh, but They better this year defense. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think that just over time, man, you know, he's consistently been good over the last few seasons. I don't think he's the best player in the league. So don't don't take me saying, you know, he should win the MVP as, as stating that. I don't think he's the best player in the league. But as far as beginning to end season, I think he's had the best season out of the best players in the league. So I would say that, you know, he is justified in having, the you know, the, the MVP award this year. I know a lot of people want to argue LeBron, but I think the one thing on LeBron that I can't give LeBron credit for is, you know, he is sacrificing certain stats to get other stats. So it's like, you know, he is having, you know, he's having, you know, you look at his stat line and, you know, he's doing well. And, and he's you know, like 27, 9 and 8 or 8, 9, something like that. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he puts up. Just great. He puts up points. He does things. But at the same time, it's like LeBron is the victim of his own success at this point. So, I mean, I get it. He's in year 15. But, I mean, you can't win MVP. Dunking on everything. He's dunking on the same type of player. I'm not on everything. Say, I'm not you get under it. that, you getting dunked I'm on. I'm not going to say it. That's what's happening. I'm not going to say it. Highlight real LeBron. I'm not going to say it for politically correct reasons, but he's dumping on one type of player. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's he, you know he's he's doing a Don't lot. Don't jump up that end. He's doing a lot, but at the same time, man, it's like, you know, LeBron, he, I think people wouldn't say LeBron. Like, I think if you were to – put a team together, it wouldn't be as unanimous to say, I'm going to take LeBron first this year. Okay. All right. Hold on. You yeah. made your statement for for James Harden. And I, I'm and I'm a LeBron James fan, so I'm I'm going to make a case for LeBron, not but I'm not Nick just... Nick to Shannon Sharp. No, no, no. I'm not even in between that, because I got, I got other opinions. I don't think that it's clearly LeBron. I just think that it's more, as like you were talking about with football, it's more parity in the MVP race than... Then it's just oh, it's just one guy because when you look at LeBron, like I said, his stat line I think is twenty seven nine and eight. He's leading. He's leading a new whole new set of players. Now don't get me wrong, uh, they had a lot of turmoil at the beginning of the season. ESPN did a little stat uh, thing the other day, which uh, 
MVP candidate is responsible for the most wins. James Harden missed eight games. LeBron haven't missed a game. LeBron is actually responsible for two more wins than James Harden right now. So, you know, people like to bring up, well, this player winning this with that, blah, blah, blah. They got a better record. Okay. Well, if you take that out for those two, for that, for the argument of those two, LeBron technically has one more games than, than James Harden if you basing it off of what impact they had to win the game. But, and he's clearly just a, a better player. Just to let y'all know, we in uh, Studio HRB, uh, you know, so you might hear ding-dongs and different things like that. But just we, we get it in, you know what I'm saying? We, we try to make sure we do our podcast wherever it's allowed. So that's what we do. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying about uh, LeBron and him being uh, somebody that should be mentioned in this MVP race. And it shouldn't just be a landslide victory by James Harden. Uh, as I was saying, uh, he has a better stat line. Uh, he's accounting for more wins. But not only LeBron, uh, we got somebody that's third in the West this year in the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard playing out his mind. He's playing out of his mind completely. Um but nobody's giving him the the credit he's getting, and he's winning games. Now, granted, he hasn't won as many games as James Harden with the Rockets, but his team, we didn't even expect his team to even be third in the West. Or oh, let's go another route. How about the Pelicans with Anthony Davis, who's since DeMarcus Cousin has went down, has basically put the whole city of New Orleans and Tom Benson Casket on his back. And say that's disrespectful. That's not disrespectful. This man carrying everything about New Orleans right now. He's carrying it, and he's carrying that team into the fifth seed in the West. They wasn't winning as consistently when Demarcus Cousins was there. No, no knock against Demarcus Cousins, but right now AD said, "Okay, he down. I got to step up," and he has stepped up. And what about this? Like this one thing that I agree with with Will about as far as the the MVP race is devalued. Russell Westbrook is about to average another triple-double. If he not, he right at a triple-double. He's like averaging 24, 9, and 10. But he not even being talked about. And they fifth in the West. So it's not like they not winning games. It's not like, and granted, he does have a good team. He's got a better team, and he's still averaging the basically the same numbers, and he's not even discussed. But the triple-double thing was the thing that put him over the top last year against James Harden. And James Harden actually averaging less assists now than he was last year. So it's like to me, it's just like how to say how it goes. It's just the best player on the best team. So the team with the best record is going to have the MVP, seems like. Not the most consistent. It's almost like you're giving out uh, uh, those awards that you give children that get in second place. Well, wasn't good enough to actually win, but we're going to give you this award just, just because. And that's to me, that's what James Harden getting. Oh, we ain't give you the award the last three years. But even though Russell Westbrook having a better season than you, even though uh, LeBron James having a better season than you, arguably Damian Lillard and arguably uh, AD, because AD not only killing it on the offensive end, but the man basically is the def- is one of the best defensive players in the, in the game right now. Probably, probably top. He probably the second or third best player in the league, actually. So, and that's up for debate. But either way, the MVP race is not clear cut. James Harden should not just be the the landslide victor of this uh, race because he just not he's not that great. But speaking of greatness and and good teams, 
these Golden State Warriors, man, they got a lot of injuries happening right now. And uh, it's a lot of pressure on KD. Uh, you think that they have a chance to lose in the first round if Steph not playing? What do you think? I think that – I mean, depending on who they're playing. I know they're playing – from my understanding, if, they, if say, it was to end right now, they'll be playing the Jazz. The Jazz playing really well right now. And they slept on – I don't think KD has the leadership quality to take a team – and win without Steph. Maybe in the first round, excuse me, but as the playoffs get tougher and tougher, they won't win a championship without Steph. And if Steph is not fully uh, 100%, if he's not 100%, nine times out of 10, they probably won't win a, they probably won't get out the West, uh, let alone win a championship, you know, because, I mean, LeBron clearly going out in the East. And a Stephless, uh, Warriors against a LeBron team, regardless of the team, LeBron got a good shot of winning. Cause Steph is the is the engine of that team, not KD. He might be the best player on the team, but he don't make that team go. They know how to win without him. They don't know how to win without Steph. Ladies and gentlemen, I just like to apologize <laughs> for this foolishness this man just spilled out of his mouth. Let me tell you something. See how he admitted he was a Cowboys fan and he was so adamant to say that. And he was so adamant to say, oh, I, I'm a LeBron James fan. He said that with his hands, too. I know y'all can see that, but I'm a LeBron James fan. See, he was willing to do all that. What he also didn't tell you is he is a stout, stout <laughs> Kevin Durant hater. He does not like Kevin Durant at all. So any opportunity to throw in the slander, wise. chill out. Any opportunity, I'll let you, I'll let you I talk, sir. I'll let you talk, sir. Anytime he has opportunity to throw shade, to throw any type of aspersions or anything on him, he's going to do it. Now, your leader doesn't necessarily have to be your best player. The Golden State Warriors established that before Kevin Durant ever got there. Because the leader of the Golden State Warriors is actually Draymond Green. It's not Steph Curry. It's not Klay Thompson. It's Draymond Green. So, with Kevin Durant coming there, it's still Draymond Green. On top of that, other teams, if you want to look at other teams, it's not always been the best player. Rip Hamilton was the best player on the Detroit Pistons, but he was not the leader of that team. does not matter who your leader is or your best player is as long as you have one of both, if it's not the same player. So... Kevin Durant doesn't necessarily have to lead the team for the team to win a series without Steph. He doesn't have to lead the team for them to get to the finals because they're a talented enough team. Now, Steph is a major piece. Steph opens up the floor for them a lot. Steph opens up, you know, a lot of things for them to do. But Steph is also a liability on defense. So defensively, they should be a little bit better without Steph. Granted, you are sacrificing a lot of points to not have Steph on the floor. But if you sacrifice some points, but you have the ability to play better defense, that could balance out and allow can you to I, still. I, oh no, hold on, sir. Just one Go thing, ahead just one thing, sir. just to put because I didn't say it. Go ahead. So just so you can add this into your equation. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson is coming off a, a broken right thumb in his shooting hand. Okay. Just want to put that out there. Kobe won MVP with three fingers on one oh, hand, son. So. That's Kobe, and we talk. We not talking hey, about Kobe. Okay, Kobe you're right because we don't want to talk about not, Kobe. It's not. We even don't want to talk about Kobe. That's not because if we dog. have to talk about Kobe, I might have to disrespect LeBron. So <laughs> let's not worry about that. Care. I'm just saying in general. I mean, LeBron clearly a better player than Kobe overall. Either way, that's not. That's we're not gonna talk about that's that. All good, sir. Overalls yeah. ain't nothing but a pair of clothes. Uh, Look, that's all, that's all so all, right, all I'm saying is, man, at the end of the day, you you you're able to play. You know, you're able to. 
get rid of a defensive liability. Not saying you wanted to, but you're able to play possibly better defense. You get a dollar, somebody else in there. You do have other players that can contribute to scoring so that you're not going to just lose the wash that 30 or whatever points off the board. You're not going to get because Steph's not there. Steph comes back, Steph's healthy, you'll be fine. I mean, I don't see them having a problem getting to the conference finals. You know, you know, I don't see them having that issue because if I mean, we do have a few teams in the West that can compete, but I think through the process of knocking each other off, the Golden State Warriors may have an opportunity to get to the conference finals. You know, the conference finals, that's a different story. I'm not going to sit here and put them in the finals just yet because I do need to see how Steph is going to play when he gets back. I do need to see how Clay's going to play. And I do want to see if, you know, Durant is going to elevate his game to another level because I still feel like he still has another he hasn't reached the cap on his on his on his abilities yet and on his playing yet. So, but I want to see that. Okay, okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. First and foremost, to touch on what you said from the beginning, I don't dislike Kevin Durant as a human being. I think he's a talented basketball player. You can't draw the line, sir. Huh? You from the south? You too, You can't draw the line, sir. It don't matter. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's how he says, no matter. This is this, this what I'm trying to tell y'all. The 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 type of player that he's supposed that that he's portrayed to be and the type of player he is is two different things. He's portrayed to be such a great player, and when you think of greatness as in, in any player that you could say was top two, top one player of all time uh, at they at they time or whatever, they had they had great leadership quality as of some sort at some point. Kevin Durant has never exuded that at all, especially when he left the team that beat him, and he was down by, and he had them down by three one. So you, this what I, this all I'm saying. He about to tell y'all why he can't stand Kevin no, Durant. No, I'm just telling y'all. No, 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 I'm not disrespecting him. Look, he moved to that team. I don't, I, I don't like that. I ain't like that move because I feel like that's on something. If you can't beat him, join him, and you could have beat him. Like, just frankly talk speaking, that was a whole move. But either way. That's between Kevin Durant. He made a better choice for his life, whatever. He won a championship. But to me, the only reason that Kevin Durant won finals MVP last year is because Steph Curry was on the flow. If Steph Curry not on the flow, he will not win that. He won't. They wouldn't even win the series, let alone won the, uh, him, him winning the MVP because he's just not that type of player. That's why he butted head with Westbrook. They let him play, and they spread the flow so good. This man say Draymond Green, don't get me wrong, Draymond Green is an essential piece. Draymond Green can go to any other team and won't, will not be as effective as he is with Steph Curry because Steph Curry can pull up from 40. Nobody else could pull up from 40 other than Steph Curry. That adds a whole complete different element to your flow of offense. Sit thirdly. This man saying Steph Curry a liability on defense. When he won unanimous MVP, and I'm doing air quotes, when he won unanimous MVP, they talked about how great of a defensive player he was and his steal and, you know, blah, 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 and all this here. Okay, so to me, he's not no liability on defense, not up against other guards. He has good hands. He, he can defend. He's not a great defender, but he's not a horrible defender. He's not necessarily a liability. To me, your liability going to lie with, your liability gonna lie with Clay Thompson. If Clay Thompson, like they say, all these players, even players, you got sportscasters, they saying they gonna whack at his hand. They gonna make sure they hit his hand. His hand gonna be uncomfortable. If he not 100% healthy, that's gonna play a part because if he have bad shooting nights, normally what happens is when Steph have bad shooting nights, 
Clay there to, to back him up. It don't matter who else scoring. You need one of them two to score. If one of them two don't score, you don't win most of the time. Even with uh with Kevin Durant there. If one of them two don't score, they don't win. Steph Curry has to be completely healthy or else they're gonna get him an excuse that they did when they lost to the to the Cavs in the in the finals. Uh the one the, the Draymond Green thing, which that kind of goes to his point. That's why I can see why he said the leadership thing. But two, they're gonna say, well, Steph Curry was hobbled by a knee. Uh, he hobbled by a knee again. So are they going to let him sit out and get fully healthy? Or are they going to make him come back too soon? And then when they lose, they're going to say, well, Steph Curry was hobbled by a knee. Because don't nobody else get excuses like that. Oh, well, he was he had this injury. He had that injury. No, y'all just wasn't good enough. And to me, the chink in y'all armor, and you take it how you want, he can be the whatever number best player in the world. To me, he ain't even the second best player in the world. But it's going to be Kevin Durant going to be the reason that they not going to win the finals this year because they ain't going. Like that, because they better watch out for Houston. That's and I, well, well, let me say this: they bet they might not have to watch out for Houston, because Chris Paul, James Harden, and Dan Tony ain't never proved a goddamn thing either. So I don't know. We gonna this see. Way, this but way. either way, they gotta watch out for the Kane, cause the Kane coming. So they better watch out for the Kane. The Kane, huh? The Kane, the same Kane that you say is such a great leader, right? He's such a great he, leader. He, he, everybody make mistakes. Oh, he make mistakes. Everybody, he make mistakes. I never said he was, was perfect. No, he said he's a good leader. I never he's, said he no, was no, perfect. No, 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 no. You said he's. You I said, said at some point that you all got to, these great players going to have some type of great what leadership What leadership quality display? What you mean? He led a team. He didn't lead a team to the, What you mean? How you not? The only leadership lead? quality he displays is the ability to leave. He leaves. <laughs> that he, he takes. Let me tell you what he, he takes, does. He's he, a vacuum, son. He's a vacuum, son. He's a hoover. You know, like when people, you know, I've heard this term used in the marijuana fields where people come and they say, you know, you want to smoke? I ain't got no weed. So I'm going to come with you and we're going to get together so all of us collectively can smoke. So this is what like LeBron. Like he got five on it. Yeah, this is, this is what LeBron does. LeBron says, okay. All right. See, because this, 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 I'm glad we got all this subject. <laughs> I was going to get this subject out there. LeBron is a great player. LeBron is talented. LeBron is naturally God gifted, one of the best players and greatest players we've ever seen. But LeBron, mentally, LeBron is a leader. Is not what people keep trying to point him out to be. Just because he won championships. Not Ray Lewis just, or nothing like that as far as leadership qualities. Hold I'm on. not saying that. I, I didn't say you said that, bro. I'm, I'm saying. With the, cause they got people, that I know they got some people on Facebook that's gonna have some stuff to say. I'm gonna be in the comments with it. So come on with it. I'm with it. I got stats, screenshots, whatever you wanna do, let me know. LeBron <laughs> is not a great leader of men. He is a, a player that he, he, I, what, what can I say? He skews, he skews, he skews the line of competition with his talent so much, he's perceived to be a guy that leads a team. But really, he's just that big of a factor on a team that he can do that and and, and basically offset what so your strength would be. how that counts Listen, against him? No, because I'm about to say how he's not a great leader. I'm about okay, to get to that. Okay, because people say, cause some people say, well, he led a team to the finals. He led a team this, that, and the third. Really? Just like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, you know, we 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 had this whole thing about Tom Brady being the leader. You know, the, the people arguing about who's more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Tom Brady is uh, on the field calling the players, throwing the ball, but at the same time, Bill Belichick built the team. 
LeBron is a combination of both of them, but I still don't see him being a great leader because if you look at it, when when LeBron James faces adversity, instead of leading his team through it, he leaves his team behind because when he had the adversity against Boston Celtics, people are gonna use this. People are gonna use this. We can curse, right? This this almost yeah, like serious. People curse. use this bitch ass theory about well, you yeah, got Boston teaming up, you got you got the Lakers and da 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 da. You got the Spurs. Okay. If Le- every time LeBron faces adversity and he looks like he does not have the opportunity to dominate a, a, a conference, he leaves the team behind. First time, I'm going to give him a pass because he was young. He went to Miami. But when he went to Miami, did y'all also pay attention to the fact that there, how many teams make the finals? I mean, make the playoffs on the Eastern Conference side, Errol? Eight teams make the playoffs. Eight teams make the playoffs, right? Same on both ends. I know. I get that. But I'm using the Eastern Conference because that's what LeBron at. That's his home. So I'm going to use that. So eight teams make the playoffs. Everybody has some sort of a math understanding. So if eight teams make the playoffs on one side, and you got LeBron James as one of them eight. You got Dwayne Wade as two of those eight. You got Chris Bosh as three of those eight. If I take Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in the central. No, Chris Bosh wasn't making the playoffs like that. But I got you. He made the playoffs, though. Uh, Maybe once. He made the playoffs that year. So if Chris Bosh. Essentially, and Dwayne Wade, you pull them out and you put them on one team. How many teams have you taken out of the playoffs? Well, you still got eight teams in the playoffs. No, how many teams have you taken out that would that would that would be there? Your your normal competition, right? Uh, two, I guess. If you're taking two. If you, that's what your math is. That's yeah, so you, that's what I'm saying. So two you, people gonna take their place, huh? Because two teams, two gonna people take, gonna take their place. Two but teams it's two, gonna take their place. Two teams are gonna take their place. Correct, but two teams are gonna take their place because the way the East was set up, the East was basically. I'm not gonna say it's like the West where you had the five teams that would always go that had a shot to go to the finals. In the East, it wasn't that competitive. So you had you had you had teams that were had a star player. So like Bosch was carrying the Raptors. Not saying Bosch was a top five player, but you had D Wade who had experience and he was doing this thing. You had uh, who they had back then. They had Detroit back then. They had Boston back then. They had uh, who else? They had they had Toronto to a certain extent back then. You had yeah. yeah I guess it depends on the errors, but I mean sometimes you might have had the Nets might have came in to play a little bit here and there. But during the uh, LeBron Knicks kind of came in. One yeah. time with Carmelo, so yeah. Because you had the Nets, Which they who, had who really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he really sucks. Carmelo yeah, so is horrible. So you had, you had, you had. If you have the ability to basically demolish two teams that you would normally compete with to make a team that's going to collectively be better than any two teams that come Which they in. never faced each other in the playoffs. They didn't. They, they never, never played each other in the playoffs. So LeBron has basically eliminated two teams he would normally compete with. On top of that, making a collective, a collective uh, of talent. That's better than every other team that's in the East as it stood anyway. They go on to the finals. They lose to the Mavericks, which they shouldn't have lost. Granted, people like to give LeBron an excuse in the center third. No they should but LeBron, that. LeBron disappeared in that. He, you know, he, he disappeared did. in that. He disappeared in that finals. They shouldn't have lost that. You know what I'm saying? So that was the first year. The second year, they beat a team in um, Oklahoma City where, you know, a finals win. You know, well, for, he, he manhandled Kevin Durant a little bit as he did. Okay, he, he, he did all he that. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, de- I'm not going to devalue LeBron winning championships. When I'm more or less talking about is his method of getting there and his method of getting away from it. So he did that and he went there and they won the championship. Now, granted, the only team in the East they probably had to worry about. Now they did have the Pacers, the Pacers but the Pacers was not that. The Pacers weren't going to beat them. The Pacers were able to push them, but the Pacers weren't going to beat them. They but ended the up beat solid though. They had a solid team. I mean, I ain't trying to overdo the Pacers, but like. People still had thought in their mind that the Pacers might could beat them the way they were being coached and the way that their team was built. 
where he couldn't just penetrate and just beat them that way, like how he normally beat most teams. Let me they give you an equivalency of that. I'm listening. The Lakers in Sacramento. To an extent, yeah, I see. The Lakers I get in Sacramento. It. So, Sacramento, yeah, I see. Yeah, okay, I get the it. Lakers get were the obviously more talented team. Yeah. yeah, the first year of Trailblazers, but the Lakers were the more obvious. The Lakers were the more talented team, top to bottom, and you had a Kings team who had the. Yeah, the Kings team who had the ability to disrupt what they wanted to do. So it made the games more competitive. But when it came down to it, the Lakers, Lakers was going to win. Indiana did the same thing for Miami. So you had Indiana doing that. They they took a piece, which people never fucking mentioned. They took a piece from the Celtics and Ray Allen, brought him to Miami. Well, Miami helped not Miami. Ray Allen did that on his own. I know he did that. On so you, you, he did you, that on you, his own. You, he did that you on shoot his that own. Message, dog. You don't you shoot did, the whole team. If you can say he did that on his own, but what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, dog, I, come on, bro. You don't think he, you think he just showed up and like LeBron, like what this guy doing here? No, no, he they, they, they all, they, they all, they all did. But didn't they do that to get that team that they had? They wanted to win because they couldn't beat a LeBron James. Oh, Be, uh, Paul Pierce and them wasn't beating LeBron James before, before uh, KG and, and Ray Allen got there. But they wasn't beating the Pistons. They went to the finals one time. What I'm saying is the Celtics wasn't winning at all like that with just Paul Pierce there. So is Paul Pierce a less of a leader than LeBron James because he wasn't winning until he got there? I'm going to get to Paul Pierce, man, because you're throwing Paul Pierce in there like a ha-ha moment. No, no, no I'm throwing so, Paul Pierce in there because Paul of Pierce. what I'm saying is they – I'm, I'm using your reference of Ray Allen just jumping to the – jumping to what you call First off, Ray Allen's out his prime. When Ray Allen joined Paul Pierce – He's a Pierce, shooter. But when Ray Allen joined – He's Paul, a shooter. Though. But when he, he wasn't just a shooter when he joined Paul Pierce and KG. He but was I'm a saying baller. is he's, he's – Like, don't sleep on the what fact does LeBron, was a What baller. does LeBron do to people when they join, when they play with him? What you mean? What he do? To what is it? What does he do to his, make him better? No. What does he do? What he do? What you mean? What he do? He make him better. You hear that stupid ass tone in his voice? That means he <laughs> what bullshit. You mean? LeBron turns players into spot up shooters. So if you take one of the best shooters of this of the last 10, 15 years in Ray Allen, and you put him on a team where he literally doesn't have to dribble to penetrate, he doesn't have to do nothing but spot up and shoot. Nah, He's son, he ran him off. He played the same type of game he been playing for years. He played the game of running around screens. They set screens for him for him to pop out and shoot, just like they did for him everywhere he didn't play. And now maybe he ain't play off the dribble as much because he ain't have to. Why would you have to if you got a D Wade on the team or if you got a Paul Pierce on the team? You ain't got to do that as much as you used to. Come on, bro. I'm like talking about man, right? And Miami Heat, son. You talking about you keep going back. I'm not talking about him with the Bucks. I'm not talking about him with the Sonics. I'm not talking about him with the with the uh Celtics. I'm talking about Ray Allen, the who is the okay. Hall of Fame shooter, one of the greatest shooters of all okay. time. That's he great. went to Miami to play with LeBron and he played with Dwayne Wade and he played with Chris Bosch. But LeBron James look, he already had a championship. He wanted to win another. Okay, so that's all, that, all that, that's anyway, what, dog. At the end of the day, dog, that's you, you're trying to stop me from my point. LeBron, okay. LeBron won the championship against the like okay, I'm like not taking too long because you keep interrupting me, bitch. Okay. I don't say nothing when you're talking. <laughs> so, all the things. it's a it's, it's a figurative right. bitch. It's not a little <laughs> bitch. Look, so um, we had we. You also got when they played the Spurs the, the first time they beat the Spurs, which was which I will never understand how how. That even went went down, but granted, LeBron. I would say the the second champion because the first championship for LeBron really wasn't a championship where people was like LeBron is coming out. I think the second championship was the one where they were like LeBron, you know, really came into being the best player in the world. Like, and I'm saying he wasn't before that, but that's when it was like you know LeBron had to actually you know 
tap into himself to pull out the type of performances he pulled out. Because he did, besides the Ray Allen shot, he did he did have a good a good game after that and before that. You know, he did hit a, a key shot to put the game closer for them. Um, so he did do something in that series. They played the the Heat. No, the, I'm sorry. They played the Spurs the next year. Then they ran into that guy Kawhi. They ran into that guy Kawhi. Now, granted, Popovich is the is the mastermind behind that. But Kawhi Leonard is, as you said, on uh, certain occasions, he's one of the what the, t- the top player, top two players in the world. Okay, so at the time, people weren't saying top two, but people were saying that this guy is definitely potential. one of the yeah, has potential sure. to be the best two two way player in the league because that one shot he kept doing with that. This shit here. Every time he got to the, you know, y'all can't see it. It's just it's, it's like that, a, that shit that that he. It's did. like a. It's like a. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call it a, a teardrop, but like he just. He. I remember him hitting that shot over and over and over. But you know, he he definitely had the ability to you know disrupt that. Now, D Wade was not himself that series. Nope. LeBron had menstrual cramps. Um, LeBron had a big back. You know why he had a big back? Because he had to carry the team. He had to carry the team. Yeah. He had to carry the team. He had to carry the team. Who else? Who, who you just said? The second best player wasn't doing that good? You still had Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh? Come he on. still had Ray who, who, who had respect for Chris Bosh at this point? What who, you mean I respect? Who, who really Chris Bosh did a lot of stuff. They wouldn't no, have I respect the Chris Bosh because I was a fan. If you take Everybody Chris else was saying Chris Bosh was a, was a gay if you take, uh, Jurassic Park If you Park, take Chris Bosh uh, off creature. the Miami Heat, they win one championship. I, look, I don't take nothing away from it. They win one championship, and it might not be I think Chris Anderson was a big part of the year that they won against uh, the Spurs the first time. But, hey, look, it is what it is. I'm trying to figure out where is LeBron not a leader in these I'm about to get to it, sir. Oh, goddamn. So, when is so, you going to get to it? Because I, I want to I wanna lay all this out so people understand where I'm coming from. I think they're going to lose you. <laughs> so, no, that's cool. They ain't going to lose me. And if they did, like Drake say, replay it. So, okay. They got um they they ended up doing whatever they get to the they get to the finals they lose or whatever. Now this adversity now. Now you lost the first time, you couldn't leave because you just got there. You just got there. You can't leave. Oh well, I went here, you signed a contract, you couldn't leave, you just got there. Now you got the opportunity to leave. Oh, all of a sudden he wanna go home. All of a sudden he wanna go home. You know why? You know why he wanna go home? Because he needs to bring Cleveland a championship. No, no, that ain't why he went home right at that point. Because he, at that point, to be honest with you, he had won the championships. He was like, he wanted to go home because they had a guy named Kyrie there. They had Kyrie, they had assets, they had stuff that he wasn't able to get when he was there because he made them too good to get that. So he's wrong for going home. No, he wrong. He's wrong because at the end of the day, instead of staying there to help rebuild with with Cleveland, uh, instead the first of time? Instead of staying, no, the first time he was getting messed over. Okay, the first time he was getting messed over. But the, but I'm just saying, like, people like to paint him as as, as as a leader or whatever, but when they did that cluster of, of talent to go to Miami, you leveled your own competition to do that. That's what I'm saying. He still had to play the West Even, to win, though. He had to play the West to win, but he ble- he breathes them through the East. If the West play- if if the Western team was going through the final going to the finals and they had one or two series where they had to play at least six games. There's no team. The, the 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 West. Nobody in the West was beating the first round. The the Miami but, was sweeping everybody. Damn near the first the, the first round every year. Yeah, but you just we just had a discussion in the midst of your leadership conversation. How the the Pacers was taking them. 
taking them in the conference finals. Hell, that's the, the only series that no, they had. That the, the Celtics com- was taking them too before Ray Allen got there too. You the remember? The remember he round. had to put up forty five and fifteen. They beat up. They beat the Celtics. Do you remember in the when the man round. had to show leadership and put up forty five and fifteen? They beat the Celtics in the second round. Is I understand what I'm telling that, you. but so it wasn't not, like it wasn't a task. You mean like it's not a task? They still had to play. One year, because once he did it, he, once they did <laughs> it, they you, never played him again because they went to Brooklyn. What you mean? They had teams that was talking. They had teams that he wasn't even a number one team. They had teams in the East that they were saying, oh, this team might give, uh, they might give him this. Now, They're supposed he just to showed say that. up. If you got a number one team in the league in the Atlanta Hawks who has won the most games in the entire league. Now, listen, listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just making a point to what it is. You got a team like that. And you end up facing this team. Now, this team is not necessarily favored to beat you, but they supposed to be better than you. They better than everybody because they the number one team. They can't even take you to six games. So, you talking it like he ain't play no competition. He played – now, it might not have been uh, equivalent competition when you might be comparing like a Kobe Bryant or, uh, or Michael Jordan in the sense of what they went through through their whole conference. But – he ain't just played not nobody. And the Spurs was breezing through shit. How you think the Spurs got to where they got to consecutive like that? Pop Pop ain't making it easy on nobody. And the name they ain't making it too hard for him. So you making it like, oh, just everybody just playing oh so tough. The Spurs got they breezed through. The first year that the Golden State Warriors beat him, beat them, and they lost Kyrie and Kevin Love, they breezed through. Every every guard that Steph Curry had to play against was hurt. Every starting guard he had to play against was hurt in that every series. That's a breeze. He ain't got nobody who could defend him, who even even thought to be elite enough to defend him, son. Nobody. Even when you had like a Patrick Beverly who was supposed to be playing up against. He didn't even play up against no because he was hurt. Everybody was hurt. Steph Curry had a breeze. He Kyrie. All of them hurt. He ain't had to play nobody. So you go you go to Cleveland and go to state when I'm talking about them in Miami right now. I, but you just jump you was about to jump back into that. You saying he left that team. He left the Miami Heat team and saying that, oh well, this man uh, But you talked when I told you that they were breezing through the East in Miami because they were the overall best team in the league, whether they I won. Agree. And the only reason they didn't win the most games is because those dudes was never playing. How many eighty two game seasons LeBron and played in the last few years. He never played with 82 games. Thank you. Uh, so they he's sit, they sitting out games. So they're not going to win games because at the end of the day, they know it don't matter where we at in the, in the seating. We better than whoever we're going to play. We're going to beat them. In the East? In the East. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about nothing. Now, in a Western Conference, whoever came but out why the are they so much? why are they that much better than everybody? Because he had two other All-Stars with him. No. Why are they so much? Let, let's just be, keep it real. Because he had two so, other All-Stars with him. He was already every, the best player in the league, but he got two other All-Stars with him. Why re, not? The, the, reason, the reason that they better than everybody is because of him. It ain't He's because of already the best player if in the league, put, but he has two other All-Stars with him. That's what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is, that's the, what I'm telling you is, but him being there, even if he not necessarily a good vocal leader, even if he not necessarily the roll up the troops guy, better than anybody else, he not necessarily a Ray Lewis, like I said earlier. He's still, he's the reason you get there. So that's leadership. That's not his, leadership. His play, that's just the his best play, player. It's a partner. It's different. It's, it's different amongst different players. Everybody leads differently. Everybody lead different now. Yeah. Because uh, everybody got to lead different. Uh, you, um, okay. Yeah, bro. Come on now. Okay. Everybody do lead differently. When Kawhi Leonard and one of whatchamacallit, he, he was some type, but, but he was some type of leader on that team. He wasn't the leader Tim of the Duncan, team. Tim Duncan, the leader of the team. Is he Tim, wasn't the leader of the team. What you say, Tim Duncan was the leader of the team? It was either him or Tony Parker. 
how, how much how much have you heard about what Tim Duncan says or any 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 leadership things that they show about Tim Duncan? Does Tim no. Duncan go on Twitter? Does Tim no. Duncan go on Instagram? No. Does Tim Duncan do stuff? Look, just, look, no, no, no. Because no. does Tim I'm, I'm Duncan? I'm asking you questions. Does Tim Duncan do anything that says I'm not the leader? Or does First Tim off. Duncan do anything that that makes it to where like LeBron is the best player on the team? That's understood, but that doesn't make you the leader of the team. Because when he first I, got I, there, D Wade was the leader. Of the I agree. I agree. When he got to Cleveland, he was the leader of the team because you know why? He rebuilt the team. Every time he go to a team, he rebuilt it. He swapped the whole team, dog. He traded. They traded Anthony Bennett. They traded Andrew Wiggins, which he fucked himself anyway. Because if they had just kept Andrew Wiggins, they'd be straight. But no, he had to get Kevin Love because Kevin Love was going to. Well, Kevin Love wanted to play with LeBron. Kevin Love had a year left on his contract. He was going to come play there anyway because after the first year didn't they get didn't he get resigned kevin love got resigned right i think so yeah he got resigned right so that means he had how many years left on his contract in minnesota well, i guess one I guess. so yeah one year left so you'd have had andrew wiggins you'd have had Kyrie irving you'd have had lebron james you'd have had kevin love you'd have had andrew on a, on a rookie contract and you'd have had uh you'd have had lebron on his one or two year contract he liked to do you could have signed kevin love to something because he said out of his mouth i want to go play with lebron but LeBron had to blow the team up. So, of course, he's going to be the leader. He's the only person on the team that people recognize, and he's better than Kyrie because Kyrie has only been there for three to four years because he was still on, he was just coming out of his rookie contract, and he had just resigned for a long-term deal to be the face of the team. But LeBron come back, bring his whole crew back because that Cleveland Cavaliers roster before he got there and after he got there is two different things, and that's all LeBron. But right? you had – but – So, he's the leader of the team because he's in the gym because he's the general manager too? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you trying to make it as if – he not a leader because of these things, but just as you saying he not a leader because of them things, he can easily be a leader of the, because of those things. Just because the man makes sure he get his team to where they need to be in order to put them in the best position to win a championship. That is important. Nobody gives a shit about all that other stuff, but you know why? Because at the end of the day, if you not in if you not in contention to win a championship, who gives a damn how good of a leader you are? You supposed to be leading me to the to the promised land. Don't I don't want to hear nothing about oh. Where it is about because at the end of the day, if you ain't get me to the promised land, then you ain't no kind of lead at all. <coughs> Kobe Bryant, who didn't want to take nobody nowhere when he ain't had nobody, but when LeBron ain't got nobody, how come he can get somewhere but Kobe can't get nowhere? Oh, but it ain't, uh, it ain't all that. My argument, first off, because I didn't say LeBron <laughs> wasn't leader, I said LeBron is not as great of a leader as people I, but, paint him to be. But this, and since you want to bring up Kobe, <laughs> since you want to bring up Kobe. There's too much pressure to play with Kobe. Now, Kobe Kobe is a person that does... Kobe does shit that basically say, you know, what the fuck you doing? Kobe calls his players out. Kobe does that. But Kobe does that in the realm of practices. He did that once or twice with Paul Gasol when he was talking about Gasol and Dwight Howard meshing together. They wasn't doing it. At the end of the day, the amount of talent that Kobe played with... Because people like to say, okay, he had all these players. Kobe played with Shaq. Kobe played with Paul Gasol. You can say Andrew Bynum for three years. You can say he played Ronald Tess for one year. And you can say he played with, you know, everybody else he had was either past their prime, prime or wasn't amount to what they were. So Kobe didn't have like this. People think like Kobe played with Shaq. He played 20 but years, played think, with Shaq guys. for 10, and played with Paul Gasol and, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal Jr. for the next 10. Like but he didn't in, do that. In the modern era, though, dog, like, and this ain't nothing against Kobe. Shaquille O'Neal's probably the most dominant sports figure we had seen. And some people like to compare LeBron to him as far as being dominant. Nobody could guard this man. Period. Period. 300 foot, 300 pounds, seven, seven foot one. 
Seven foot one. Seven foot Force, one. Force, dog. That man, I mean, nobody, nobody could handle him. So, at the end of the day, dog, nobody had a teammate like that. That's true. But the thing nobody was, ever had a teammate like that. Nobody had a teammate like that. But like I in said, the, man, in the modern era, I say it like that. They had other people that were dominant. But. but Kobe never played up until the end. And I wouldn't really consider him a, a all star to the point of um, Bynum was was was. Bynum was good. He was good for that system because when he went anywhere else, he didn't play good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. That he, was good coach. But that's another thing too, which we'll be here all day. But the coaching, that's another big part in there too. Because when Phil Jackson, when Phil Jackson coached Kobe, and when he coached Mike, he won. They only won with him. So that's another thing too. Like that dude clearly must be really good of a coach. He must be better of a coach than what we giving him credit for. I'm not taking away from Kobe or Mike, but I think that we give them all the glory and not give. And it, I ain't saying that Phil Jackson need more glory, but you gotta piece that in. Because when you say Tim Duncan, you automatically say Pop. You gonna automatically say when you say Tom Brady, you gonna automatically say Belichick. When you say Michael Jordan, ain't nobody saying Phil Jackson. When you say Kobe Bryant, you saying Shaquille O'Neal, or you saying. Kobe Bryant. That's it. That's all you're saying. He clearly had a great coach. You know what I'm saying? So you got to factor that. You got to factor that type of thing uh, into the mix uh, or whatever. But just to say, and what I did say for you to get on this leadership thing, I said at some point in their career, they are good leaders. Not saying the whole time of their career. I'm not saying LeBron. To me, LeBron James, not the greatest leader. I didn't heard his, and I'm a fan. I didn't heard his pre-game speeches and i'm like not moved i'm like that's all you gonna tell these dudes like you are you supposed to be better than this okay so we basically gonna have to wrap this up because we're gonna talk about we're gonna have to have a little 41 minutes we're gonna have to because we do gotta get on the lebron jordan thing because look that's really what it is i ain't more or less kobe because kobe kobe too do and I get all my thoughts on Kobe. Kobe, my favorite player of you know the, of since Jordan. You know, I don't think people got to say Jordan their favorite player because Jordan is most people's favorite player when they say anybody else. But uh, we do need to get on that and also talk on the Jordan Le- Lebron thing because I see a lot of y'all stupid mfers on Facebook talking. Friends on my list included that be talking like Jordan is really not the greatest player of all time, and I'm That's not gonna say names. <laughs> I'm not gonna say names, but a lot of y'all either need to stop watching basketball or figure out if your parents related before you can, before they got married because <laughs> you sound retarded. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next oh topic, my man. God, we'll man. be back, man. This is the Unqualified Sports Podcast. You heard we me? We bringing heat, baby. You heard me, King James. All right, so we kind of need to take a break from the basketball because we can talk about that shit until next year and then the next year and the product of the next year. But either way, uh, we're going to get into some kind of switch uh, switch gears a little bit with this one. And, uh, you know, it's been reported that uh, Canelo Alvarez in boxing uh, has been taking clenbuterol, which is found in Mexican meat. And that's what he's saying that it is. He's saying that it's not something that he's using. You know, it's one of those banned substances. Well, it's just also been reported that they have the potential to suspend the fight for six months to to two years. Um, so me personally, I'm not as big of a 
boxing savant like my dog will but um i've been hearing so many mixed reports i've been hearing that the clenbuterol is a masking agent then i also hear that it's not a masking agent it's just used to cut weight and that if, if they just finding traces of it and blah 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 what triple g say he a cheetah he's saying de la hoya cheetah what you think son um basically i think it's just one of them things where Guy just test to see how much is available. I mean, not available. How much is in the system? I mean, if it's trace amounts, then it's not a big deal. He did say that he possibly got it from eating meat in Mexico. I do know that they have different um, things that uh, you know. Our food is totally different from other places, so we have things in place that you know prevent certain things from getting into our foods and certain things we don't eat. You know, so. Um, if it's something from food, then that's fine. Trace some else. That's cool. I saw someone on, I think it was Stephen A. Smith, suggest maybe that if it's just trace amounts, then assigning somebody to watch him for the rest of his training period mm, to make yeah, sure that he doesn't that. have any in the system. Because the fight is scheduled to be in less than five weeks from now. So um, it's actually supposed to be on Cinco de Mayo. I think that, you know, Canelo in the first fight, uh, you know, he, he did. Uh, you know, he hung in there. He, 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 it was a really good fight, you know, in a draw. Um, but I think that we do need to have this fight happen. I mean, boxing is such a ravaged sport right now because of the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of the names and stars are not there. You know, the whole UFC MMA craze is really taking a lot of people that would be boxers and have them trading in a different craft. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're an avid boxing fan, it does make it harder for you to... Um, see a fight of this caliber leave because you don't get that many of them. Granted, it's not American fighters, but uh, uh, Styles make fights, and these two, these are two people that uh, Styles lead to what we all like to see, and that's a, that's more of a slugfest type of fight. So, if there's any way to make the fight happen, I keep it, make it happen. If Canelo is out of the out of the realm of of being able to box because of this thing, I think that you know, I know the Triple G says he still plans on fighting. Uh, won't be as big of a fight. Definitely won't be as big of a fight because Canelo is probably the biggest name that he can fight. Because the thing with Triple G is, Triple G has a tough time getting fights because people don't want to fight him because he's so dominant and he's been knocking people out and beating people. You know, um, and and the thing with him is, you know, he can't go out and just grab another big name. Canelo is the name for him. Uh, unless Floyd wants to come out of retirement and we know Floyd isn't doing anything that remotely is going to come to a boxing match with anybody that can potentially beat him. So he's not even worried about that. That's another subject. Aren't they in two different weight classes, though? Like completely There are two different, different weight classes. Uh, that at the time when the fight was being negotiated, they were saying they were trying to come to a sort of agreement. Um, just with the Canelo fight. Uh, Canelo uh, was trying to... Canelo and Triple G were having issues about the weight because they were saying that Canelo is naturally a heavier fighter. Um, you know, if he, they just want to kind of get them in a position where their weights are around the same. Um, Floyd did say Triple G is nothing. Uh, he's straight up and down boxer, no tricks. He can beat him. So Floyd saying that, you figure that. Well, speaking on Floyd, on Floyd, because uh, I, I think I also think that this this fight should happen. Uh, especially, I didn't get a chance to watch the last one. I think I was out Ubering or something huh? when that fight happened. Uh, no, that was the Floyd and Floyd. Uh, and what you call it, the fight. Floyd and uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get a chance to see that fight, but I, I I'm just not a big of a fan of, of boxing. But I, I do uh, think that this is interesting, and I think that Triple G. I don't know if this just is uh, something for him to put out there to 
boost this fight up because honestly, uh, until this happened, just as a casual, very, very casual boxing fan, this made me want to watch the fight because now I know they don't like each other. I remember watching stuff and they was all respectful, shaking each other's hand, basically kissing each other babies on the foreheads and shit like that. And like now, like they almost to the level of like, I'll punch your child in the face because I don't like you. So I like that atmosphere like i don't want the opponents to like each other be disrespectful call them out if you feel like it's they doing something then call them out on their shit i think it's gonna be a really good fight but kind of turning the tide a little bit with, with floyd been rumors that he gonna possibly try mma talking this shit about you know his hands on a thousand his footwork probably on four and his his what is wrestling uh his uh, jujitsu or something is on like seven or something. His ground game. Yeah, whatever. Uh, do you think that this is, you know, just quickly, you think that that would ever happen, him, Floyd, doing MMA? Floyd going to get his ass <laughs> Floyd isn't. Let me tell you something. Um, just as strongly as I feel about LeBron. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't make this a 40 minute rant. This is not going to be a 20 minute rant because most people don't watch boxing. A lot of people don't watch boxing, and that's what pisses me off with social media. Everybody has a platform, which is ironic because I'm saying that and we're on a social <laughs> media platform. But what I mean is, there's nothing yeah, wrong with. Just shit on what we do. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with people arguing sports if you're arguing stats and facts, man. But most people, if you only watch boxing when you go to a party, because Floyd Mayweather on TV, and you're only there for the party, and you just so happen to see a couple rounds of a Mayweather fight, you're not a boxing fan. Get that out the way. I'm a boxing fan. I've been watching boxing my whole life. I've been watching boxing since USA used to have Monday night. I'm sorry. USA used to have Tuesday night fights. I have been watching boxing literally my entire life. So I'm a boxing fan, and I enjoy the sport of boxing, the science of boxing, and the boxing and fighters. I believe Floyd Mayweather is, no doubt, one of the top 10 boxes of all time. Definitely one of the top defensive by the top defensive uh, fighters fighters of all time. Thank you. Um, but I do think that um, he isn't doing this. This is something that he likes to do to keep himself relevant. I did hear the theory of maybe he doesn't have money like he says he does and he needs the money for what he's doing this for because he's not going to do it unless he gets paid a, a, a boat of money. Which is understandable. You're risking your life. I'm never going to disrespect Floyd and call him like a bitch or anything. I mean, he is risking his life when he goes in that ring, regardless of who fights or who I think he should or shouldn't have fought when he fought them. <clears throat> Manny Pacquiao. I think that, you know, he is he is due respect for what he does and just like any other boxer. Whether you won 50 fights or lost 50 fights, you risk your life in there. So you, you deserve respect for that. He's not going to actually do this unless he has to. That's the question. He has to. We don't know the answer to that question. So... Honestly, I don't know. I know that if he does it, he's going to try to flip, you know, flip on doing it. It was a UFC rules, I should say, because he's UFC, not just the MMA in general. Um, so he's not going to go in there with the, okay, let me adhere to what you guys have. He's going to try to skew it to something that what he wants. He says himself out of his mouth. He doesn't do anything unless he has control or ownership. So he's not going to, he's not going to go in there and just do it. And, 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 because if he did, you could pick a boxer out of the UFC. I mean, you could pick a fighter out of the UFC. Pick one. Put him in a room, blindfold a child, and tell him run towards the line of, of the UFC fighters. Whoever you bump into is going to kick Floyd's ass. I mean, Floyd is not – his body is not meant uh, or conditioned for that type of, of, of sport. He, he you know, not, he's yeah. conditioned for a boxer, and his weight, his, the, the, his, his weight, his center of power is not in UFC 
is not trained for that. He's trained for boxing. Well, they're saying that he going to have, like, something like if, you know, and I know you was telling me this. It's like what he going to – he might do MMA. He might do, like, a mixed martial art for so many rounds, but then the rest of the rounds are going to be actual boxing, I guess, to try to even up the the playing field, I guess. But mm-hmm. to me, I – I don't know why he would, I don't know why he even do that. I, I but like you say, I, it might be a money grab. I don't think he broke, uh, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, and then like like you said, man, um, I find it ironic that he would do that for UFC, but wouldn't do that for Conor. But you know, yeah, oh, he ain't not gonna fight Conor. In that. He, he, oh, I know he's he not gonna fight Conor. Damn, but sure I'm gonna fight Conor in that, that type UFC of uh, He do that for UFC when he's going in. But Floyd is somebody, you know, like you know. Um, I follow Floyd. Um, I'm not a fan of Floyd, the person, at all. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying he's a, a horrible person, but a lot of the characteristics that he displays, I really don't like. I'm all about the person that comes from nothing and acquires stuff and, you know, earns it and is proud of what they accomplished. But I think Floyd more or less throws it in everybody's face and throws his accomplishments in people's face instead of letting them become a fan of him first. You know, he, you know, he does it to sell fights. I get that. I'm pretty sure that, like I said, if you run into Floyd in person, he's probably not that bad of a person. But uh, I don't know that Floyd. I know the Floyd I see on TV, so I got to go out of where I see. So, uh, as far as, um, you know, the MMA thing, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. But if he does do it, prepare to see his ass kicked unless he has some kind of rules that he fighting like a 15-year-old or something and he got some kind of setup to where he can go out and win. But instead of doing all this MMA stuff, instead of fighting Conor McGregor, instead of doing all this other stuff, he should have fought somebody else again. But we can get into that. I'm going to have a whole segment. I might do a whole podcast about <laughs> Floyd. So I got a lot of thoughts about Floyd and yeah, in general. Yeah, about Anybody to... know me that argue with me about boxing, first off, don't argue with me about boxing unless you know what you're talking about. Second off, don't argue with me about Floyd because I'm really going to go all the way back to when you wasn't watching Floyd fight because you didn't start watching Floyd to Oscar De La Hoya if that, if that, if that late. If, yeah, I was about to say if you watched that fight. So, but <laughs> but to move forward, to actually, like you're saying, to move forward into things, um, they got a big fight this weekend. Uh, Anthony Joshua going against Joseph Parker. Anthony Joshua is from New Zealand, I believe. Yeah. And Joseph Parker, I don't know his background, but he holds a belt as well. Anthony Parker holds three. He holds one, right? Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua. I'm sorry. I'm mixing their names up. Anthony <laughs> Joshua and Joseph Parker. Anthony Joshua holds three belts. Joshua Parker. Joseph Parker. Boy, I mixed it up again. Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker is a WBO uh, heavyweight champion. Uh, he beat Andy Ruiz in 2016 for that belt. He is undefeated. He stands at a grand total of record of 24 and 18. That's 24 wins, 18 knockouts. Um, he's six foot four, 26 years old. Anthony Joshua, of course, is the gentleman from New Zealand. Um, he is uh, standing at a height of 6'6", 20 and 20, all knockouts. Um, he is uh, 28 years old. Uh, he is the... He is the... I'm probably like, who are all these different the boxing councils that have an individual champion? Um, they have one other belt that's out there. Was held by Deontay Wilder, who I also can do a whole podcast about. <laughs> uh, but De- Deontay Wilder is uh, the American champion. He is the WBC champion, and he is actually looking to fight the winner of this bout, which will be a unification bout, which means that the winner would have all five belts. Um, but the winner of this fight uh, between Joshua and Parker would actually be a four. Uh, 
will have all four belts that are not for Deontay Wilder. Joshua has three of them. He beat uh, Vladimir Klitschko uh, last year, which was a hell of a fight. Um, Klitschko brothers, we know, dominated boxing for a long time. And, um, you know, uh, Joshua is an up-and-coming guy, really solid boxer. I'm looking forward to Joshua winning because I'm going to be selfish as a boxer fan and want to see Wilder and Joshua fight each other. I think that heavyweight. Before you get too much into that fight. Uh-huh. What you think about this fight? Because I know we was just gonna over, just just overlook Josh, oh, I Joseph Joshua Parker. I know, but I'm saying I knew we was just gonna kind of overlook Joseph Parker and just be like, well, it's all, almost like a foregone conclusion. Have you watched Joseph Parker fight before? I haven't. Um, I've looked into his stats. Um, I looked into some of the things he like. Joseph Parker is I won't say an unknown, but he's not a guy that's like boxing is something in America. Unfortunately, not as prominent. Like we're more in tune with our own stars. So I can't say that I watched a extensive footage on Joseph Parker of this. Watched some of the stuff on Showtime about him. Um, so he's very confident. I seen him on. I think he he was on some sports day. I want to say first take, but he might have on on uh, Fox. He might he might have wasn't on ESPN. He might have was on Fox, but I did see him. He's very confident. Yeah, he really think he can beat this dude, um, <clears throat> which is that's what he's supposed to say. Right. But he talking like he 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 thinking he you know like he got a serious legit chance and it's not he it's not a fluke. It's not gonna be this fluke where he's just gonna go and get punished. Yeah. But the way it seems like he gonna get punished. Yeah, and then, well, I mean, just just the way that things are going, and I mean, honestly, uh, boxing is a, is a sport that's really political. So, I mean, just for the fact of the payday, unfortunately, I do see Joshua winning the fight. Um, I'm, I want I'm a, I want Joshua to win anyway, like I said, because I want to see Joshua Wilder, uh, Joshua and Wilder fight each other. But so who um, you got in that match, Joshua and Wilder? If Joshua wins, Joshua, you think Joshua gonna punish Wilder? You think he gonna punish him, or you think it's gonna be like one of those? good fights where it's going to go to the end or you think it's going to be like, since this dude, because I think when you read his stats to me earlier, he got 20 wins and 20 knockouts, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, it's 20. So he knock out everything that come up, up come in his face. He knocking you out, period. Right. You know what I'm saying? And out of 20 fights, he only, what, 64 rounds? Yeah, and it's 12. Five, I want to say. It and it's 12 rounds per, so he ain't going. He not going the whole time. He knocking some people out first couple rounds you out of there yeah i mean i think if they were to fight each other i would look forward to joshua winning because honestly wilder is a person that gets a lot of press um he's not a he's not a horrible boxer but we don't have an american heavyweight we haven't had an american heavyweight since um shannon briggs before that you know the golden era of heavyweight boxing when you had you know the mike tyson's the evander holyfields the lennox lewis's the um you know, the, I don't say nobody who I feel like under them because I feel like I'm gonna say somebody who real garbage like a Riddick Bow or something. Riddick Bow was good for his time. I mean, Riddick Bow was just crazy. That was his thing. He went crazy and he kind of just. But he was a heavyweight champion as well. Um, you know, you had the James Tonys and the Chris Burgers. He had a lot of guys that were. You know, you had a abundance. Even Roy Jones, he was champion for one for a small period. You had he was dominant too at one point. Yeah, in his respective classic. Yeah. So you, you have you had a lot of boxes. We don't have any now. So you have, you know, Deontay Wilder from Alabama, you know, big, you know, tall, strong fighter. You know, he, he does fight to knock guys out. That's kind of his thing. He wants to be known as the most, you know, destructive boxer of all time. And he feels the thing, the thing with Wilder that, that I don't like, uh, you know, he had a few interviews where he's like, you know, he could beat any boxer from any era. And I'm like, Tyson would kick your ass uh, first off. Uh, he's not a 
he's not a boxer. He's more of a puncher. Not a puncher. I can't even say that. He's a guy like that goes. He just in, know how to fight. Yeah, like he just goes in there and I'm stronger than you, so I'm gonna use my power to, to knock you out. But if you can, if you force him to box you, he can't beat you. Like he's not a he's not a, a boxer boxer. And if you if you need an example, go watch the Ortiz fight. Um, he really he throws really wild punches, which means that. If you're able to get away from the punch, his weight is off balance. You catch him with a counter punch, you could drop him. Is now it's not Joshua, easy to do that. Is Joshua a good counter puncher? Yeah, he's a good uh-huh. counter puncher. I mean, he had when he was when he was. I want everybody, if you're watching this, to go look at uh, the Vladimir Klitschko Joshua fight. One, it's a hell of a fight. Two, he said I'm about to knock you out. And then he knocked him. He knocked out Klitschko. So uh, stop the stop Klitschko. So I mean, it, it is it is a fight. It's he's a fighter that I think he matches up well with Wilder because they're around the same height, they're around the same size. They both have a power game with them because Joshua. If you look at Anthony Joshua, you see like a really really solid looking boxer. Like he's not the tall skinny guy. He's not one of those European boxers where he's just tall. Like Tyson Fury probably has the worst physical appearance of any box I've ever seen. If you know who Tyson Fury is, no matter Google him, I'm not familiar. But I've please heard Google name. Tyson Fury. You're gonna laugh. But he he was just really tall. He beat a, he beat one of the Klitschko brothers as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Joshua winning the fight and hopefully Wilder fights him and Wilder loses. I mean, I'm not you know you don't like that I said that. Oh well, call it and we can argue about it. But well, I'm gonna ask you this. Does it determine how the loss happens if you think that it will be a rematch between them two, uh, Anthony Joshua and Wilder, when it when that does happen? Because I think it's been more. I think because even I know about this, and I, I don't follow boxing, but I know about this fight. I know that this is something that Wilder really wants, and he keeps saying this man's name. So eventually this is going to happen regardless who wins this fight. That's That fight going to happen. Right. So you think it's going to be something that if, say, Anthony Joshua gets knocked out or knocks out Wilder, like in the first couple rounds, you think is, is, is it worth of a rematch or, or do you think it, it, it matters at all? Like whoever wins is probably going to be around a part two of that. You think that's they're going to end up doing something like that? I think I have to because boxing doesn't have any other stars at this point. They don't have any. Klitschko, the Klitschko brothers – would dominate boxing, which heavyweight boxing, which is why we didn't hear nothing about it because they were in London, uh, boxing, you know, um, overseas in, in Europe, pretty much dominate boxing. So we didn't care about it. We had Floyd, and we were riding the wave of Floyd until Floyd left. So you have no American stars other than Wilder right now that well, garner uh, the you know the the the, the championship. Uh, what I'm saying, championship international type of boxing we don't have that right now so he's a guy that can fight a foreigner so you got two countries it's too it's too sexy of a, of a fight as far as what you could build build on it like you know two different countrymen fighting each other for their countries for all the titles i mean you fight for five belts that doesn't happen too often that's true okay well i'm gonna put this out there just because it's a little off topic of what we got it's not about down. adrian Broner, huh? no it's not about adrian Broner, but uh you know the man has my namesake as well. What about Errol Spence? They say he's a really good boxer. I heard he's been pretty good. Um, he's climbing up the ranks. They saying he might be one of those type of boxers that brings boxing back to his weight class. Yeah, Errol Spence is a dog, man. Errol Spence is the people gonna be scared to fight Errol Spence. <laughs> I mean, Errol Spence. I mean, I'm not saying we're devoid of stars. I'm just saying the heavyweight boxing is. Uh, 
not not to I'm gonna get back to your point, but heavyweight boxing is kind of like the 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 long time thing because if you think about all the prominent names in boxing, you're gonna name a lot of heavyweights over time that dominate. You got Muhammad Ali, who's pretty much the Real reason boxing. most of us even watch boxing in the first place. Even though half of us probably have never seen a fight that he did, in you know, a fight that he had, you know, we just know that boxing is a real uh, prominent and 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 covered sport. You know, it was once like like it was one of the top notch sports, and like it used to come on when you had a big heavyweight fight, it come on TV and people would gather around the TV and watch it. Back in the day, you know, you had the characters, like the Ali. yeah, you had the Ali's, you had the Frasers, you had the Foremans, you had the uh, the the. The Joe Lewis's, you had the, uh, you know, you had the, even other fighters, you had the, the uh, Jack Dempsey's, you had the, uh, who else, you had the Mike Tyson's, of course, you know, Tyson, even though he had a short career of dominance, he's still considered one of the greatest boxers of all time, just off the strength of his makeup, he was an undersized fighter that had more power than the people he fought, right, he didn't have stamina, but he, as a knockout artist, he probably was one of the best knockout artists we ever gonna see. Yeah, like you said too, Roy Jones. Yeah, Roy yeah. Jones was cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, couldn't rap. <laughs> yeah, knock your ass out though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had the Holyfields, and you had Foreman come back. So all the characters and the personalities, you know, for some reason, just always tended tended to be in the heavyweight rank. So that's why people like to watch them, and that's why heavyweight boxing. If we don't have a big heavyweight American. Boxing is not going to be a prominent thing here. It's not going to be something we're going to be concerned about, unfortunately. Uh, but as far as Errol Spence, I'm trying to see what his last fight was. But Errol Spence actually well, fought. He he, yeah, he won his last fight. I was trying to see who it was against. But Errol Spence is definitely a guy that is uh, people are scared to fight. They think twice before fighting him. Um, he got a great name, bro. So you know, if he's on the more he win, the more I'm gonna be Errol Spence, the best boxer, blah blah blah. You know, because he got the same name as me, and you know, in front of that South, you know, our hands go. Yeah, and I think the, the big fight between him and uh, Keith Thurman is the fight that everybody wants. But that's gonna be a fight that's gonna be a real hard, not hard fight to make. But you got two guys that are uh, undefeated. Um, Keith Thurman is undefeated. He's, he just had a good fight against Danny Garcia not too long ago. And, uh, you know, as long as Adrian Broner doesn't, you know, Adrian Broner probably just fell off, but he was the guy that was supposed to be the guy, but now yeah. he's just the guy that he was, was a guy. supposed to be, yeah. Uh, so Keith Thurman and Errol Spence kind of rose to the top in that uh, welterweight division, and, you know, they're probably going to have some kind of unification fight, and that'll be a hell of, hell of a fight too, man. I mean, we got to we gotta wait until some new crops of boxes come out because Floyd dominated so long, um, but he didn't really have any wars with anybody. Man, he was right? born in March. Boy, that boy the truth, boy. <laughs> Your name, Errol, you born in March? Just born with hands. I guess it's just how I go. You know what I'm saying? Just how I go. Yeah, before we go, man, we got like a minute left. What do you think about Adrian Brown? What do you think of well, when I first heard about him, I had watched the caught the little Showtime special or whatever, whatever. I think it was Showtime box. They had the little special on him. I was like, he was talking about the talent that this dude had. He the next coming to Floyd Mayweather, and he was cocky with it. He was showboating, and he was, you know, making it. He made you interested and want to see him box. Like they sold it, and then he happened, and. He just fell off, like as we say down south, like a bad bag of dope, and uh. Uh, I mean, now I don't, I don't have too much in the opinion. I think he make a lot of bad choices. He, he staying in trouble. He just doing a lot of bad things. 
he's not a good representation, uh, not for the sport or for uh, for the culture at all. You know what I'm saying? He, he he not good. He's just not good for it. You know, not me anyway. He just don't seem to really. He need. He kind of need to reconstruct himself and break himself down, build himself back up, or whatever. But what you got? Uh, AJ Brown sucks. That was just. <laughs> but um, that's all we got for today, man. Thank y'all for you know everything. Uh, and we will be back. We will be back, man. Look, we're going to be doing this uh, on a weekly basis. we probably going to have some special guests. we got a couple of people that got some probably more retarded opinions than us that we probably going to have featured on the show. If you know somebody, we willing to, you know, bring anybody in that's, that actually plays sports, they can be qualified. That don't mean they qualified. Um, they more qualified than us as far as these opinions go. So they can get this work, too. So it don't matter whoever you want. Y'all want to come on the show? Let us know. We, we you know, we willing to, to have people in on the show. And uh, we really, really, really appreciate y'all for listening, man. Like I say on Easy Does It, man, y'all be blessed. You got anything to say, Will? Yeah, man, definitely looking forward to continuing this podcast and having the rest of y'all come on here and try to argue because ain't nothing more funny than a dude that feel like he write about a topic in sports when he probably got somebody that feel the same way with the opposite thought. Other than that, man, stay on the lookout for the Will Relationship Podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I got the Relationship Podcast. Now, I'm not oh, saying it's a relationship podcast about how to save a relationship. Hell, I don't even know if it's about relationships. It's just going to be the Will Podcast, and I'm going to be talking about what I love, man. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all go ahead and uh, just stay tuned, oh, man. Boy. He laughing like that's funny. I'm serious, though. I'm laughing like I was about to say something that I don't need to say. <laughs> y'all have a blessed one, man. Yeah. <laughs>